got that nerd rage. Nerd rage. I got that nerd rage. What? It's that time of the month. If you look down where you're spotting, you feel a little crampy, you want some relief, well here we are, your once a month prophylactic to protect you from all the evils of the world. We are here to give you nothing but goodness of the pop culture and geek variety. It is time once again for your monthly dose of Nerd Herder. I'm coming to you live from outer space with a brand new space microphone. And I'm joined, as always, by the hurtiest of nerds, my favorite married couple, and whether they had to sign over their waivers to have any more children or not, they are protected <laughs> under the law. What's calling me right now? What a timely joke it is. As I regale you with my Rockford peaches, we've lost a member, but what we have lost, we've gained in smiles. Joining me, as always, is the dragon of the dojo, the one, the only, uh, honoree, and my personal senpai, karate teacher, Mr. Damien Dragon. How are you, Dame? Oh, hey, hanging in there as best as possible. In, in threads, but I'm here. <laughs> Yes, we're gonna have you. We're gonna. This not gonna be a lot, a chatty one because Damien's got to stay off his mouth uh, since he just came back from the dentist nearly twenty minutes ago. His appointment was at eleven thirty a.m. We're coming to you live at nine fifteen, and he got home about an hour ago. <laughs> um, Damien, of course, is better half, our best half. I'm back. <laughs> she's back, and we got her. Uh, we're glad that she's back, and we're glad of her front too. Please welcome. Uh, the lovely Foxy Foxy. We're, we're back. She's bad. I'm not saying the rest. <laughs> but you know where to go. I'm smiling I'm now. I'm Black Dan's mad. Uh, and Dan Colachico. Uh, so uh, we're here. Um, we're queer. Get used to it. Uh, Dame, it's uh, part of our show. Uh, Dan, did you want to show your little toy there? What you got there? What you got there, big fella? A little toy, you son of a bitch. It's a big toy. You pulled that out of your pants? What you got there? Yes, I did. I was like, when I got here, it's my little toy. I just like to wave <laughs> it around like this. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I hope we mention the little thing about this uh, later on. Of course. One of, of the course. Yeah, I know. Well, I know Damien's got it. No, but I I, all I wanted all I wanted to do was uh, when you called my name, just get art for you. Yeah, uh -huh. like I say, and you and yeah, I know you had that in your pocket and you are glad to see us. Lily does not like this thing. Wow. She's looking at me like she wants to fuck me up right now. Here, sniff it. It's fine. It's not real, baby. Good girl. Now, are you talking about the toy or what else is in your pants? Anyway, none of your, you wanna, none of your you business. Sniff it? None of yeah. your Hello. business. Damien, please take it over before he destroys me. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you joining us uh, once again, thank you for always coming back. Those of you joining us for the first time, the way this usually works is, is we come to you once a month we take all our news bits, wrap them all into one, and we do a little roundtable discussion about them. As she is demonstrating. That's how this is all done. Yeah. Keep doing that the whole and time. And then we get into the minutiae of things. 
get to the minutiae of things. First, we get over on a topic, get, and then we get to a, we grab a hold of the minutiae and just twist it until we get it all out. And then we get ah, to the and then we just... Sometimes we chew the fat on it. Anyway, all right. Now, for us, uh, now for us that uh, that you know from the seventies, eighties, and of course the nineties. Nineties was a big boom in uh, comic books. Once again, comic books was a big deal. Nineties. One of the biggest uh, comebacks in the 90s was the X-Men, thanks in part to, uh, at that time, uh, a young up-and-coming artist getting his big breakout moment by the name of Jim Lee, as we know is now legendary and like that. And alongside him was the um, fantastic writing of Chris Claremont, who started with the Uncanny X-Men prior to that. So... For you lovers of the X-Men and the Chris Claremont writing, have I got a news bit for you that dropped today. Chris Claremont is returning to X-Men comics with a limited Gambit series. And it's a very integral Gambit series, might I just add. You can add. Chris Claremont worked on Uncanny X-Men for 17 years, and now he's back for another go with the mutants. Marvel Comics recently announced that he's returning to write a new series starring Gambit, for a five-issue limited series that explores some time before he was an X-Man. Gambit will be a five-issue limited series that uh, invites fans back to the exciting time when Gambit and a de-aged Storm forge an everlasting bond as they, thr- as they thieve their way along the Mississippi River. Uh, the series will unearth a wide range of previously untold adventures from a brush with the Shadow King to an array of earthbound and out-of-this-world escape escapades. That gives Claremont a chance to further explore Gambit's path to becoming a heroic X-Men, as well as reveal new insights into another trademark character of his, Storm, at a pivotal moment in her history. Now, for those of you that know, this this was how Gambit debuted, but it was never really fleshed out. There, you know, there, there is the book of Gambit's, you know, his origin book, his debut book, whatever you want to call it. And everybody knows, you know, he had a young storm with him, but there weren't a lot of stout stories about it. So now we're getting that in a five part series told by no one, not many better to do the excellent story than Chris Claremont. What took so long? <laughs> I know, like, because again, like, you know, at, at the height of X Men and everything like that, you know, because the relaunch of X Men introduced uh, Gambit as part of the team and everything like it's that. It's never even dawned on me that we really didn't get that technical origin story because, like, there have been so many. Yeah, well, because like, it never really. Yeah, we, like, we knew of Gambit being, and you know, like a integral part of Storm Singh, which he was an orphan on the streets of Mississippi and everything like that. But, like, that was like it. It wasn't ever really fleshed out. Now, here we are, how many years, almost 30 years later, finally getting this. Yeah. Yeah, that X-Men relaunch. Excuse me? Was what year now? It was how many years? Over 30 years now. Almost 30 years. Shit. Oh, we're going to play this game? Okay. No, no, no. no, no. We're not going to play this game. This is is one of her favorite games. We're moving on. Uh, do we have a, a release date for that comic book? Uh, there has been no release date yet. Uh, it just came out. The news just broke today that he's working on it. Okay. So, but uh, I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I've been a little out of 
out of the loop with like a lot of like current publication stuff. I tend to try to get one shots or I get everything in trade form. Because again, yeah. as parents, it's hard for us to keep up with the titles. We tried oh, God, it yeah. earlier on with like one or two kids and it was hard. Now it's like damn near impossible. So we get like when I see a storyline I like. Or she sees what we just wait for the trade version and we kids, trade and that's it. Kids, kids, gather around <laughs> real quick. Yeah, exactly. I wanna I wanna read this book for 15 fucking minutes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up for 15 fucking minutes. Oh, she she then... she's been out for on a Saturday, which she's out for a few hours. And I'll start an 80, 90 minute movie. And by the time she comes back three to five hours later, I'm still trying to finish it. Kids, wow. shut the fuck up. <laughs> I need to watch this. Or daddy's How long is it taking us sometimes really to watch like a 30 minute episode of something or like an hour episode of something? <laughs> well, I, I, that's why I don't have kids. I can't share. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah, that's that's why you don't have kids. Um, the um, also I use the belly. What? <laughs> so I guess we we one of the things I thought we were talking our roundtable discussions is you guys can't finish a movie. I'm guessing you haven't had a chance to get through either the Umbrella Academy, uh, Stranger Things, or the latest episode of The Boys, or Ms. Marvel dropped today. I can, I can answer those really quickly. We, yeah. we're, we're stuck on an addiction right now. There's that too. But no, I can explain this. The Umbrella Academy, I don't care for. I read the book. I didn't like it. So I'm not going to watch it. Stranger okay. Things, wasn't interested for a while. Am interested, waiting for the next thing to drop, and then I'm gonna binge it. Uh, the boys was waiting to see if they would introduce Hero Gasm, and I heard they just did, so that will be on my watch list very soon. And the possibility of Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yeah, well, that too. But they, when they popped up with they were doing Hero Gasm, it was like, all right, I'm in, I'm in. Yes, Dan, you heard that right there, and talks to Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yeah, uh, possibly for the. I mean, because they already announced the season four before season three already dropped. And Fox Herogasm was everything that um, was in the book and more. People are still talking about Herogasm. Jensen Ackles even did a video while he was in the pool saying I, he had to wash off from that episode. Wow. Um, yeah. So I was there in the comic book shop the day he debuted. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yay. So and I pulled it out and I took a picture and had to send it to my friend Berger at the time because he was just disgustingly raunchy and loved the boys. I'm like, look, selfie with Hero Cat. <laughs> well, the new thing of Stranger Things, uh, part two of season four mm -hmm. uh, starts on Friday. Yeah. So, so I've so. heard. So once that's all wrapped. Yeah. We, we, we've also been tied up with our, we, we've been tied up with our new addiction. We're binge watching Law and Order SVU. We're up to like season 16, I think. Now? Yeah. Out yeah. of all the shows to get addicted to. That's my fault. It's my fault. Again. I just had it on as background noise for a while because I needed background noise when I was doing stuff in the house. And, and I knew of some of the stuff because of like Facebook video. And then this asshole decides he's going to start solving the cases in the beginning of the show and ruining it for me because he was always right. So then it was fine, whatever. And then after a while, he started getting really hooked onto the characters and it became to the point where, fuck, now I can't watch this by myself because he has to watch the show too. So now we've, we've been binge watching since... <laughs> May her 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 text tone is the thun thun on my phone now. Yeah, so Just it's like, like oh, she, look, she said Veronica, it's a sex crime. Cool. 
And then I when she calls, like, she said, "This asshole." Like <laughs> <laughs> there was another one in the. Oh, in what it was? Oh, fuck! I have a knack for figuring things out. In like the first ten minutes. In the first ten minutes, he's I here on his phone, not paying attention to shit, and he's like, "Oh, the father did it." I'm like, "Shut up!" So forty-five you- minutes later, I'm like, "All right, father did it." <laughs> She's getting better at figuring it out. She's, yeah. get, she's getting better. So you discovered a show that's 18 years old that's still on the air now. Yes. Well, I did that last year with Grey's Anatomy. It, it's gotten well. it's gotten so bad that somebody already came up with our Halloween costumes. We're gonna be Benson and Stapler. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you guys have Mulder and Scully all over you. I like I to see that. Yeah, seriously, with the hair color and everything. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm canceling the show. We're done. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Dan. Signing off right now. <laughs> no, but what I love about binge watching all these older shows that have these multiple seasons, and this is like a legit reason, because even with Grey's Anatomy, I did it. It's been fascinating watching the shows just evolve, even with their technology. Yeah. It's like they start with like the razors and the beepers, and the next thing you know, it's a smartphone and a tablet, and it's like watching them acclimate their trades along with the technology. I, I fucking love watching that part too. It's like, wow. Just to watch it evolve. Yeah. Literally. Like from like paper and chalkboards to like this touchscreen yeah, thing. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on from the news, that new bit in our addictions. <laughs> um, video game lovers, Resident Evil Village. Finally, the stuff that we've been promised how long? Resident Evil Village DLC trailer shows uh, off new scenario and third person mode. During the Cap- Capcom showcase this month, we finally got to see the upcoming Resident Evil Village DLC in action. Surprisingly, Capcom began with uh, the single player update that was promised ages ago. Uh, and then the new scenario called Shadow of Rose is about the daughter Rosemary, if you haven't played the game yet. Uh, of Resident Evil Village's protagonist Ethan Winters, uh, it'll be coming to it'll be coming out October twenty eighth of this year uh, for PS four, PS five, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, IX, and PC. So finally, because I we finished the game, I don't know how long ago. Because I remember we, we mentioned this, I think, with Dan. Like, finished this game how long ago? And we're waiting on this DLC. Year and a half. Yeah, like a year and a half. So like, come on now, and it was like nothing. It was like no news. Yeah, nope. yeah so they basically re-released the game in a third-person view, which is going to be damn near helpful for some of them scenes. You know, and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Especially when you first encounter, like, the pack of wolves and you're trying to, like, escape them, and they come from everywhere, and you can't see shit. So that's going to come in really handy, finally. Hey, look, yeah. I can see what the hell's going on now. Huh? Yeah. Exactly. For people that like, you know, like horror games, but not necessarily zombie games, I do recommend Village. It, it's a different it's kind a, of it's, it's, it's different. It has one. It has a Geiger feel to it, with like the look, the monsters. There's, you're gonna be a little bit disappointed with Lady. And then Dem- of course there's Lady Demetrescu, the hottie. You know who they sold the whole game on, and apparently she's only the first boss. Spoiler alert. If they don't know by now, I don't know where they've been sleeping at. Uh, I don't care. I've just, uh, I would like her to beat my ass uh, as long as. And... That also gained the game a lot of popularity, was that character. Mm, I'm good with that. 
I have tweeted okay. Funko Pop since that game came out that they really need to release her as a statue Funko and they, Pop. And they haven't. And they, of all the things I ever tweet, like that gets the most likes and retweets. And it's like, come the fuck on. It's Jump like, on the ball here. It's like when I tweet out, because it's like, I know it's a little off, like off to the side, but I do the same thing. Like when I tweet about, hey, you guys do all these shows. How about some, who's the boss Funko Pops? And everybody's like, yes. But no, it's always a new wave of Harry Potter and a new wave of The Office and a new wave of what is some other thing that they constantly push shit out of. I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, exactly. Anymore, but yeah. Bring me my who's the boss pops. Anyway. Mona. Samantha. Yes, for those, again, for those of you excited and been waiting, 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 October 28th is the release date for the DLC we've all been waiting on. We have? Some of us. Okay. Some well, of us. Resident Evil yeah. fans have been waiting for it. Yeah. Yeah, we've been waiting. All right. Moving on to a little. I, just, I only have one bit of wrestling news, and it's not the Vinnie Mac one or anything like that. Um, <laughs> But Japanese wrestling icon, the great Muda, has announced his impending uh, retirement. Keiji Muda, better known uh, by fans in the United States as the great Muda, has announced that he is retiring from the ring. He began his career in 1984 with New Japan Pro Wrestling, which obviously we see all over the place now. Uh, via Twitter, the legend announced he will be retired next spring. He'll have uh, five more matches between now and then before hanging up the boots. Uh, the Great Muda is widely credited for making the Musou popular in the United States. He didn't create it, but he made it popular in the United States. Also, one of the most influential, you know, for those of you that have seen Tajiri with the Green Mist, you know, Kabuki. Great Kabuki did it, but Great Muda made it popularized. Such an iconic legend uh, and, and global renowned and a renowned hero in his own home country that uh, Jap the Olympics in Japan, he was the torchbearer yes. for Japan uh, for the Olympics. That is how iconic the great Muda is slash Keiji Muto. Uh, again, one of the most influential, exciting Japanese wrestlers of all time. Also, I, I got to meet him. I met, I met him at RLH and one of the largest, tallest Japanese men I have ever met. <laughs> <laughs> he was like six foot two, six foot three. Oh, like I think at the time when I met him, he was when he he was already shaved his head, so he was like two, maybe about two sixty. All right, he was big, big. <laughs> and Muda, uh, just recently, uh, we American audiences got to see him for the first time in a long time this past weekend on Forbidden Door on AEW. Oh, really? A, an appearance. I didn't. I see. I, I didn't. I saw no mention that he was there. Yeah. No yeah. way. Way. Um, no way. 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 Uh, yeah, Dan and I have talked many times on our uh, other podcast, HIAC Talk Radio, how uh, big fans we are of Muda. I still have his uh, debut on VHS somewhere in the, the bowels of my mom's basement. Um, and I watch it over and over again, his uh, W... His NWA debut in Clash of Champions uh, 4 um, against uh, Steve Casey, managed by Gary Hart. And the moves he did in that match, we take for granted now, but American audience, me in particular, had never seen them before. Um, the uh, the backwards mule kick into a somersault. Um, the sharp, crisp movements, the way yeah. he moved, everything was just... The shining wizard, the power elbow. 
I was going to say that elbow drop. I still, yes. I will always yeah. equip my creator wrestler in WWE 2K with that. With that elbow, elbow drop. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the moonsault, which he did, you know, the, where the guy was in the center of the ring, he got a lot of hype on that moonsault. He was also the first guy I saw come into the ring with the, the front flip into the, you know, onto the top yeah. rope, what Adam Page does now with the, with the, um, the whatever lariat. Um, yeah. But Muda would enter the ring like, like that, that, yeah. And no one had ever had ever done that. Uh, when he started wrestling here in the United States in uh, uh, 85, 86, he was the white ninja in Florida. That's where Dusty first got a look at him. And um, he worked in Florida and in Georgia as the white ninja. And like he's done with a lot of guys that he liked uh, under a different name, he hid them and brought them back and their gimmick was better than ever. And when he brought Muda into the NWA uh, with Gary Hart and his manager with the, uh, the him being kayfabe Kabuki's son. Yeah. Uh, they both had the, with the both had the green mist and with a lot of fans that didn't get a chance to see Kabuki, the original Kabuki um, who wasn't as tall as Muda, who wasn't yeah. as agile as Muda. Not at all. Uh, but Still, Kabuki made a lot of money for a lot of in a lot of territories being a, a main event heel, especially with Gary Hart as a manager. But you take everything that made Kabuki great and you put that in the larger, more athletic, more you know, camera friendly uh guy like uh like KJ Mudo. And, and, and the got, thing with Muda too was like mm-hmm. he was brought in a lot as a heel, but he was so good, nobody rarely ever boot him in the united states or japan whenever he was a heel he was barely ever booed still he never got booed in philly yeah i can i can only speak for when he wrestled here he never got booed in philly nope. even if he was a, no a, he did not yeah <laughs> even yeah, so. even opposite even the opposite bruno sammartino in yeah. philadelphia he still didn't get booed um and there we and we even speculated dan and i did is is uh if you had turned Muda face, uh, a Sting Muda tag team would have Which been. Which they did in the United, uh, did in Japan quite a bit. Yeah, but if they'd done it here in the United States, oh, forget about it. Yeah, it would have been money. Yeah, they and he he saved the Civic Center by putting the fire out at Halloween Havoc. Thank yeah. God that place would have burned down. Yeah, easily. <laughs> a hero it's... in more than one way. So it's a, it's a you know. Oh, he's one of my. He is That's one of my favorites. An incredible, absolutely uh, inspiring career for so many, you know, during my generation, definitely one of my influences. He was definitely, uh, there was an inkling and influence of the Muda, obviously, in, in Disturbed Damien Dragon. It's just like, you know, so influential. The repackaging of Tajiri was very Muda inspired. Yeah, yes. Yup. Yup. And everything, you know. So, again, just, you know, the creator of The Shining Wizard, that mm-hmm. became like the biggest, you know, just like the moonsault when he made it popular, the signing whistle was like the next thing that everybody wanted to do and everybody was copying in the ring. You know, yeah. it's, you know, definitely one of the greats forever. And also one of the few wrestlers that used to simultaneously wrestle as two different personas, yeah. sometimes on the same card. Yes. Nope. He did it before Cactus Jack did. Yep, he did it before Cactus Jack did, and he he played him as two completely different entities. 
period. It wasn't like a cactus track thing where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, it was like literally like two totally different personas and he did it so well. Mm-hmm. So again, Keiji Muda, thank you for amazing time and memory. I, I, I'm proud of this fact that, and I know it's a gimmick match and I will never not know to uh, mention this, but the first show I was ever in person was Halloween Havoc 89. I just referenced that cage match where Muda had to put the fire out the top of the cage because, you know, let's put flammable uh, uh, items right next to the pyro uh, to decorate it for Halloween. But that main event, the first show I was ever at was Flair and Sting with with uh, 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 Ole Anderson versus Terry Funk with Gary Hart and his tag, well, his partner, was the great Muda with Bruno as the guest enforcer. And I, that's insane. That that's your first show that you that one person's been to. I and Muda's always been my favorite. I always, I always it always chat my ass how they treated him that last run on uh, on WCW in the oh, mid 2000s I yeah, I listen, Vampiro was awesome. And I, he's always he's always been one of my favorites, but my God, was that a horrible how you could take the painted wrestlers in your the painted faced wrestlers in your company and do that with it. It's like, you know what? Mood is like, I ain't come back. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Luckily for him, the company was done. But yeah, he's always been one of my favorite. And whenever I create a wrestler, he's always a sting Muda hybrid because that's awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> So again, Craig Buddha, we thank you for an amazing, amazing was a 40 plus year run. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Yes. All right. Moving on to some music news of sorts. Um, for those of us that have been around, I know you you just think that the news, you, you think that the notes. For those of you who have been around for a while, you might have heard smatterings of a name of this. Kind of out there, heavy metal group here and there. It might have been spot on by the name of Guar. Motherfucking Guar. All right. Yeah. Craig's <laughs> eyes opened up on Guar. Okay. Well, Guar ain't Mark. Guar ain't Mark. Guar ain't Mark. Yeah. And as I think we all have Guar stories coming up after this, but nevertheless. Um, now, um, there's actually, we got this month, we got the release of a, there's a Guar documentary coming out, a really in-depth, oh boy. good one coming out. Uh, trailer for This is Guar, a documentary that tells the story of the insane heavy metal band. This is Guar is the powerful story of the iconic heavy metal art collective as told by the humans who have fought to keep it alive for over 30 years. The feature documentary includes interviews with band members, both past and present, and other artists, including Weird Al Yankovic, Thomas Lennon, Alice Winter, Bam Margera, and Ethan Embry, including never-before-seen footage of legendary war frontman Dave Brokey, uh, a.k.a. Odorous, Orung- Odorous. Odorous Orungus. Um, Shutter General Manager Craig Engler said in a statement, for more than three decades, Guar has set the standard for heavy metal horror with larger-than-life personas and gore-filled stage shows that were unlike anything anyone had ever seen. But even there, 
even even their most ardent fans have never seen them like this. As the band and director Scott Barber reveal in moving detail the literal blood, sweat, and tears that have made Guar true legends they are today. Uh, we watched this trailer today. I tell you, it looks amazing. Like it's a lot of like old cam footage from them back in the day making their own Every, aesthetics yeah, yeah like the, the, the everything they didn't act like like heavy metal stars because they didn't see they never because again they never really reached big huge superstardom you know you should have so like they made everything they made everything themselves they put the stages together they put everything together they worked on the props the the, the pyro they were like a very popular indie band yeah like it's like toxic avenger level yeah fame yeah know? what they did it's like it's like they're underground yet they're not underground but they are underground if <laughs> that makes sense and I like that and again i'm sure a lot of us have different war stories because they, they were though they were stars they maintained being accessible uh the first time I met them was early NYCC years when you used to be able to walk up to the door and buy a ticket day of and walk in for like 20 something dollars and everything like that. Uh, I actually have the pictures of uh, me with Odorous and the thingy next to me. Penis. The penis slug thing. And the, the girl that was there and everything like that. Like they did, they did, they did an autograph set and then they want to do like a whole fight in the middle of the Comic Con and everything. It was great. It was fantastic, like you know. And then, of course, we went and saw them live, where your brother-in-law almost my my brother-in-law almost got trampled, and I saved him. My brother's second concert ever, and it was a well. That was Guar was featured. That was the one that we told you guys about. CKY quitting yeah, the just, Viva La Band. So Guar wanted Guar Guar stepped up and headlined it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So Guar is getting all set up and you see he's the, inching forward my, my brother's inching forward but the but sea is parting yeah like so we're like crowd is parting like the red sea already and we're like oh god and oh the moment god, that oh first note hit i grabbed him just in the nick time and yanked him back and as everything went whoosh <laughs> and he was like looking at me he was like thank you i was like yeah you would have gotten demolished dude <laughs> you were about to get completely demolished because all because he had never done this before, so all he saw was a large face. Hey, I can get close. And might I just say, despite how far away you are when you would watch the original Guar play, you'd still get squirted with the oh yeah, we stuff got it out of the penis. Come if that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I guess so. It's that if you have not seen the trailer yet, again, it's called uh, "This Is Guar." Check out the documentary trailer. The trailer alone is just like, oh my god! I, and then it's just like, I, I can't wait to see this thing. I really can't. Very rarely am I thoroughly invested in a, uh, a in a documentary. This one, I'm definitely looking forward to. Unless it's a documentary about Law and Order SUV. Well, they have they have the crazy Menudo one miniseries coming out too. SVU and SUV is a car. It'd be way more interesting than Lord and Order. SVU. It's sex crimes. It is very interesting. I know. I was playing with you. Obviously, it's been on TV for thirty-eight years. Of course, it's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's watching it. Um, uh, I'm only watching it by proxy when I go see dad, my visit my dad because that is all he watches. 
That and reruns of NCIS. I think that's all every dad watches. Because there's marathons of it on practically every channel. Yeah, no, I yeah, no, I found that out. Then he watches Rachel Maddow, but that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> Uh, if we're staying on wrestling, um, 28 years ago, was it um, yesterday, was when uh, Mick Foley um, famously held the cell. That was just recreated uh, seconds ago uh, on AEW. Uh, if, you're, if our fans are watching um, with uh, Eddie Kingston, in the Undertaker role and Sammy Guevara being Mick Foley. He was well, just flung off. They should be watching us. They should be watching us, but I'm letting the fans know, our fans that are listening and watching us live right now, that on AEW as a pseudo tribute to Mick Foley of the um, fall heard around the world, I want what it was 98. So it was. 98, yeah. 20, well, keep it 20, locked here. Watch the YouTube years ago. Well, it just, it just happened again, is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully, Sammy's okay because Lord knows he's had his close enough calls at such a young age already. Yeah. Nevertheless, moving on. All right. So, um, last month, the, uh, uh, the internet went a, a, a fire and a blaze. We briefly touched on it about um, this. It's teaser images or whatever for the upcoming um, Winnie the Pooh horror movie that people wanted to know more about. And we've gotten more details and I am ever more intrigued now than I was before. New details on the upcoming sadistic film Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. Yes, that is the title. There's a book named after that. Not long ago, we learned there's a Winnie the Pooh horror film in production titled Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. This is what, ha- this is what happens when beloved properties like this slip into public domain. Yes. Anyone can do anything they want with it. Stories in public domain is like the best fucking thing because of all the retellings and reimaginings you can do without getting sued <laughs> over copyright. It's so, so Disney done slipped up on this one and they can't do jack about it. So here we go. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey will see Pooh and Piglet as the main villains. Going on a rampage after being abandoned by a college-bound Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin is pulled away from them and he's not given, and he's not given them food. It's made Pooh and Piglet's life quite difficult. Spoiler alert, guess what happens to Eeyore? Uh, because sodomized. they've had... Hmm? He gets sodomized? Yeah. <laughs> din din. Ding, dun, ling, dun. Dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> it's a be- sex crime, get it? Because they've had to fend for themselves so much, they've essentially become feral. So they've gone back to their animal roots. They're no longer tame. They're like a vicious bear and pig who wants to go around and try to find prey. Um, the director offered additional details uh, in a recent interview with Dread Central regarding Pooh and Piglet and the kind of relationship that they have in the story. Pooh and Piglet, they don't have any remorse, and they're actually pretty sadistic. That was something I wanted from the, from the characters. I've always uh, been just Pooh. It's always been just Pooh and Piglet. I've imagined and got the actors to portray that Pooh as the alpha of the two. So he's the alpha male over Piglet, and he is always the one in charge of the camp. Piglet, essentially, is almost a little minion to him, 
and Piglet just does whatever Pooh wants. And they've built up this over the years. They've built, uh, they've built up these really sadistic tendencies amongst themselves. So they used to go out and just target people to kill them, to eat them as a way of living. Just food, basically. I'm like, really? Apparently it's going to be a big gore fest too, though. So I, you know, I'm not really big. But yeah, it, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be insane. This thing. The, already, the already, guy who watched Faces of Fear. Because, like, uh, it's already been said, Eeyore is not in the movie, but they have told you of Eeyore's fate. This is what happens when a bunch of 80s babies slash 90s teens grow up and their favorite stories from childhood are public domain. We're a twisted folk. You're very twisted folk. Well, at least it's not from the director of Jeepers Creepers. I mean, shoot, we had hot, we had horror movies come out of VHF on, on everything, on you know, Thanksgiving Day and Valentine's Day. There was a horror movie for everything. You know, it was like Nintendo cartridges had everything. <laughs> everything yeah. had a toy that shouldn't have had a toy. Yep, Rambo. Rambo I had all had kinds toys. of Rambo, Rambo toys, toy. and yeah, yeah. Had all kinds of Rambo toys, and guns, and all. Rambo had a car too. Like, yeah, Rambo did. Uh, uh, Rambo, Rambo had it. No reason Rambo ever should have had a cartoon. He had a cartoon. Rambo, Rambo had his own gum. I like. Uh, I could have seen like a Rocky cartoon. No, but no, Rambo had his own g- gum, shrapnel gum. Yeah, shrapnel gum. Yeah, yeah, yes, gum that I chewed. I'm a gum connoisseur. Any type of gum that there is to, to chew. Or whoever made anything about gum, I chewed. I chewed Rambo gum. How Violet Beauregard? Ha! <laughs> ah. ah! Did we lose Craig? <laughs> did, we... Just like... <laughs> I, did it actually freeze, or is he, is he still staying like that? I think he froze just like that. No, I can't just... tell. <laughs> did he? Oh no, he froze! Ah! God damn! <laughs> Nice. Thank you. Nice. That was fucking good. <laughs> Very well done. That was good. That was good. <laughs> hey, 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 Craig, are you okay, buddy? <laughs> I don't I like want... you, no, neither. I don't that like was, you, no, was, neither. That was very well done. Well that, that's a clip. That's a clip. That was good. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> What's next? All right. Leading into uh, our semi-main event here, because that's two more knees to miss left, but I saved these two uh, for last. Um, uh, as we know, Game of Thrones fans, uh, it is what it announced that, um, uh, was it the Blood of the Dragon, whatever it's called, is on the horizon uh, August 21st of this, of this summer. So relatively soon, uh, streaming on HBO. Apparently they said streaming. They said streaming, they didn't say debuting on regular, they said starting to stream on August 21st on HBO Max. Yeah. But as we know also, after Game of Thrones left, there was a lot of talks of this spinoff happening and this spinoff happening and that spinoff happening and them all kind of bombing out. Out of the blue, all of a sudden, we do have one that has now been confirmed. Game of Thrones Jon Snow sequel series is in development at HBO. There is yet another Game of Thrones spinoff in the works at HBO, but this latest title isn't taking things into the past of Westeros. Word is out Word is out that HBO is developing another series that will act as a sequel of sorts to the groundbreaking fantasy series, series focusing on none other than the fan favorite character, 
of Jon Snow. The Hollywood Reporter broke the news on Monday night of this week uh, that the series is in development uh, with the with original Game of Thrones star Kit Harington set to reprise his role. There has been no word yet on who will be involved on the creative team of this new series, nor which other characters may return. Tormon Giants Bane, uh, the close wildling ally of Jon and one of the most beloved characters amongst fans, was with Snow at the conclusion of this series. Spoiler alert. Uh, so it makes sense for him to return in some capacity. Other surviving characters uh, include Sansa and Arya Stark, John's adopted sisters, uh, the former of which was uh, dubbed ruler of the North. So there's been no other details other than that. So it looks, but it looks like we are we about to be getting a uh, possible Jon Snow spinoff series. Thoughts? Just let it die. <laughs> Just let it die. Dan doesn't look too happy about it. I haven't watched one episode of that show. I can't help. I've oh. seen every episode of that show, and I still don't want a uh, a Jon Snow spinoff. I'm I'm excited for you know House of Dragons or whatever else there is which to is do. Basically, in the prequel set series for all this, yeah, yeah, which which is fine because um that gives us a new cast and it's supposed to be set a thousand years before the Game of Thrones and, and an actual thing that was kind of written and created already, like yeah. Like, that was the other thing, too. It's like, hey, Martin, you know, you, you got to get on the ball here because they had to go astray and go their own way to finish this freaking series or anything like Please that. Please help us, George. <laughs> you better hurry Please. up. Please. Yeah. You, listen, from one fat guy to another, we don't have much time. <laughs> He's old. He's old. And, and large. COVID, COVID's out there, man. COVID's out there. It's still out there. Well, no, apparently no. that's a fantasy writer thing. Hmm. Remember the Pat Patrick Rothfuss joke that i mentioned mm. we were watching uh our show on order Google, and oh. it was like from 2015 and they were ma- they were put- putting jabs at um uh, fantasy author patrick rothfuss who wrote um lord of the rings no not lord of the rings um <laughs> no wow yeah i went way off place on that. <laughs> wow it, re- regardless he, he is also a uh, big fantasy writer the name of the wind is the first book uh-huh. in a trilogy the second book is out and in 2015, the people he was working with were on his case about writing the third book, finally. And here it is, 2022, and that third book still isn't out yet either. I think it's just a fantasy writer thing. Don't don't commit to series, guys, unless you're like Brian but, Sanderson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. Just give us standalones again. Sure. Damn it. All right. Now, to top up tonight's news bit this is going to be an interesting one because it's blown up quite a bit that's why i saved this one for the last okay we recently learned that marvel studios will be returning to sdcc san diego comic-con this year for the first time since 2019 uh and it's now not to be outdone but announced that warner brothers discovery slash dc films yes that's the title warner brothers discovery slash dc films uh, will also be on hand. So many pots in that fucking kitchen, you can't even get a fucking title for your studio. Yeah, seriously, it's, it's, it's the Chinese buffet long length thing. Right? It was when you go to uh, the Cracker Barrel. So you go to the Cracker Barrel now. Uh, panels of House of Dragon, The Sandman, uh, and Harley Quinn are scheduled, but CEO David Zaslav is said to have made some big changes to the studio's approach this year. For a start, Warner Brothers, including DC, will have no presence on the convention floor. Um, 
The CW shows such as The Flash, Superman and Lois, and the upcoming Supernatural prequel will also be absent as the network faces a possible sale. Of course, now here's the part that we start wondering. Of course, all eyes will be on the approach to promoting the new Flash movie after star Ezra Miller's recent behavior, but it doesn't sound like we'll be getting any updates at Comic-Con. Apparently, <laughs> movies that are to open in 2023, such as The Flash and Blue Beetle, will not have panels, regardless of the presence, as they are uh, considered too far out for any panels to have a meaningful impact. It's not clear, also, if the likes of Black Adam and, Shaz uh, and Shazam! Fury of the Gods which are set to open later this year, will be showcased as plans are still being hashed out when it comes to the studio's theatrical content. So what the hell is DC going there to talk about? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, their only saving grace is if they can get Dwayne Johnson to show up because that could take enough attention away from your failure. The fact that we have nothing. The fact that you have nothing, but if you you bring you bring Dwayne there, and then there really isn't a reason why he shouldn't be there because it would be his his first one, and hard to believe that Dwayne Johnson is the most um, highest paid actor in Hollywood. It's the highest grossing films. This is his first superhero film ever, so that should be enough to uh, get the attention off the other uh, the the fact that no other. DC shows and movies are going to be represented yeah. by the cast not, or anything else. It, it definitely sounds like a move made because Marvel announced they were finally going to be there after not being there since 2019. They go, yeah, we're going to be there too. We're going to be there too, we're but uh, we're not going to be on the showroom floor and we're not and going to show this. And we're, we're not going to show that, but we're going to be there. Yeah. Like, huh? <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, Ezra Miller, by the way, still hasn't uh is still on the lamb uh still hasn't been seen by anyone uh in the last two months and that's uh, the other thing too it's like okay so do you release the movie do you not release the movie that like, movie dane that they they spent 210 million dollars on that movie and brought michael keaton and ben affleck back into a batman suit that they both said they were never going to do again so the movie's coming out so that's there. There's nothing they could do about that. They're not going like, to show because now also there's talks of like either dwindling down or completely cutting out Amber Heard from Aquaman. Okay, and everything like with well, the Amber Heard's presence in Aquaman, is it going to sink or swim? Is it going to sink oh, yeah. or do that movie at yeah. all? Ezra Miller ah. was the, was supposed to be. Yeah, you see what I did there. Um, mm. Ezra Miller was set up to be the franchise of DC going he was, forward. He was the Spider Man. Yes, and because, like I just said, you had no more. There is no more. There is no Ben Affleck. There is no Michael Keaton. Lord knows what what they're ever going to do with Henry Cable. If there's ever going to be another Superman movie, but he has said multiple times he wants to come back and do it. But as we're talking about Warner Brothers, has anyone even written a script for the most famous superhero of all time in the last eight years? No. So, and here we got superhero movies coming out our asses every couple of months, but there's nothing for Superman. So well, remember, it's, it's discovery of <laughs> DC thing. Yeah. So, but my point is that Ezra Miller was going to be the the Flash movie yeah. was going to set up, um, was going to put everything, launch, I guess, going forward. Yes, they were going. Everything was going to start from there, and all the future projects were going to were going to. Flash was going to start all that up, 
was going to reboot like everything. But now your star is gone, uh, wanted by the law, and DC, Warner Brothers, whoever, that studio runs that place, uh, whichever cook runs that kitchen, um, said he's never going to be in another DC movie again. So now what? Yeah, and that's the thing. I was like, 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 what do you do? Because, like, again, I know what you're saying. Like, they spent that, that much money on the movie. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, how many people, especially in the day and age that we live in now of, of things like this, mm-hmm. how many people are going to boycott even going to that movie? Because they're like, you know what? I'm not putting my money into this to support what this guy is and does. You know, it's like, sure. you know, it's, it's two sides of the fence here. It's like, do you go? And see, you take the hit, or do you go? Do we want this to be, um, uh, uh, you know, a disaster on so many fronts publicly for us? You know that if we release this, it might be looked at as we're condoning what he did when it's actually no. We spent all this money; we don't want to put it out there. But again, it's like you can kind of still come off with egg on your face on this whole thing. If you I release, agree. if you release it, you're screwed. If you don't release it, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what's the lesser here? What do you guys think? There you know what I think. Go ahead, Dan. Digitally remove him from this fucking movie and get the guy from TV to be the Flash. I don't give a shit. That's it. End of this. End of discussion. You gave the world to Ezra Miller. The world. The ball. On a platter, the, man. On the a pl- platter. on a silver fucking platter you me and everybody else on this show would kill for a third of that platter and uh whatever mental health issues are going on not excusing it at all you 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 need to turn yourself in and deal with that Cut him out of the movie. Because that, I ain't missing out of Michael- underage children. He's grooming underage yeah, children. I know. Go go away. Turn yourself in and to get him out of the movie. Digitally replace him with the actor. And I forgive me on the t- from the TV show who's just fine. Go ahead, Craig. What's his name? Grant Gustin. Thank you, sir. Uh get him in there digitally. You know, you replace Kevin Spacey with uh uh Christopher Pl- uh no. Yeah, Christopher Plummer. Yeah, yeah, it was Christopher Plummer. Plummer, mm-hmm. uh, uh, General Chang for Star Trek Six. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, get him the fuck out of my movie because if I don't see Michael Keaton as Batman one more time because of this asshole, uh, I'm gonna be mad. Not as mad as if I never saw Afterlife, but <laughs> I'm gonna be pretty mad. So use your technology, DC. The uh, all Warner Brothers, the billions of dollars you have, erase it from the movie. Put the other actor in there, and let's move on. Give the platter to somebody else who's a fine Flash. Yeah, I agree. But it's just it, it is it is crazy. So again, you know, I know we kind of straight off topic here, but again, it does fall into like they're, they're talking about this whole new re relaunch of, of how they're going to do this and finally create some continuity and all that stuff. And then they have like, I don't know how many, my, this Amber Heard thing with how, what, 4 million signatures or whatever to have her removed from the movie. So you have That's the Amber cool. Heard thing thrown in there. Then you have the Ezra Miller thing thrown in there. And now, hey, we're coming to Comic-Con, but we got nothing for you, but we're going to You know what? There. Stick to animation. Yeah. yeah, you're killing an animation. You know, your animated movies yeah. are better. Just move on. 
and your yeah, new season. Yeah, the, the, the Harley Quinn series. Uh, coming back series next week. It. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Craig, Craig, what were you going to say? I say Harley Quinn debuts next week on HBO Max. Yeah, I season. need to watch that since I've I've lost hope at any of these movies. I need to just binge that and and just yeah, I get everybody. One, one. Yes. That, what I watched so far was great. Yeah, it, it is. Also, a uh, new season of Titans on. Um, and the good news is uh, both Harley Quinn and Titans, uh, two of DC's best productions of anything, or will be available on TNT. So if you don't have oh. HBO Max, um, starting Thursday uh, tomorrow, as we're taping this, ten o'clock, Harley Quinn on TNT. Very I'm down. Cool. I'm down. But yes, yeah, so, so it's like again. So it's like okay, like Craig make it a good, make it a good point. Okay, if you can get Dwayne Johnson to appear, that takes some of the heat off of um, that you generally have nothing. But it's just like. You have nothing on the showroom floor. Yeah. Yeah. You stated you have nothing on this, nothing on that, nothing on this, nothing on that. Yeah. And now what? Yeah. And the biggest movie that you could promote, you can't promote. Yeah. Uh, because because you know even if even though it wasn't slated to like if this hadn't happened, uh huh. If this hadn't happened, they still would have been promoting it in some way. Yes. Even though it doesn't come out till like next year, because I mean, think about it. We're halfway through this year. What? They, you know, they would have started promoting things for next year anyway. Yes. So like the, the, the excuse for saying things in 2020, 2023 are too far out to talk about. It's like, y'all realize we're a little more than halfway through this year, right? Yeah. This year is almost over. It's mm-hmm. like, like you can start talking about this. Video game people do it all the time. They yeah. even say 2024 on good video game releases. Mm-hmm. But 2023 is not that far out. To no. say it's too far away to talk about that. Come on now. No. Yeah, and the and the movie's done already. You know, it's been shot. So um it's just like probably the m- most expensive movie that could possibly get shelved. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. I and it's it's not gonna get shelved. I don't think it's gonna get a, its release date. They may do a uh a, an X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, type of deal, just hold it, hold it, hold it, and really let things die down. Yeah, but the thing is, if okay, but as you had mentioned, it's supposed to be kind of this relaunching point. So yes. by holding this one movie, you're holding your entire relaunch. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That it it, it it's going to come out. They're they're going to have okay. to release the film, but you it, but it, if it's in the in danger of because the way they're they're trying to finally got their ass right, they're going to have the one universe and release movies in order that build up to the next film. So they're all going to be connected. Um, so it, it would be like um, them holding off uh, Endgame and then showing um, Black Widow and then showing... Uh, Hawkeye, and then Shang Chi, and then showing Endgame. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, some filler stuff in there because yeah, I mean, again, there, there, there is a. This is definitely like a back on the wall, no win situation on this. Yeah. Again, like I said, you know, you release this, mm-hmm. you look at a, you look at not the potential, you look at a lot of public backlash. Unless 
between now and 2023 or the release date of the flag, which is supposed to be June of 2023, you find Ezra Miller. I'm echoing what uh, Dan's point is a good one. He comes forward. He has a mea culpa. Hollywood loves a, a, a comeback come story. Back. Yeah. See, see Robert Downey Jr. Um, if he can come clean, say whatever it is, if it's mental, if it's uh, substance abuse, all help is available to you. He says he's he's sorry. He's remorseful. He is pays restitution to whomever, does whatever community service, even if it means a trial or jail or whatever, as long as he's um, repentant, that's what all, that's all they need. They need to it's, see. It's, it's, but the thing is, of course, but he's also looking at allegations of like yeah. grooming minors. Yes. That's I know. something you really can't. Well, that hasn't with. stopped anyone in Hollywood yeah. before. Yeah. Come on I, but yeah, but I hear what you're saying. Then you that, really that, that's can't. That's a hard comeback. Yeah, that's, that's not that's a like, pos- You have no way to positively spin that. Yes. No. Hey, 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 we live in a world where, uh, you know, a wrestler can rape somebody and they're doing podcasts in two weeks. So, you know, it's fine. You know, because like Robert Downey Jr. had his battle with drugs and alcoholism and all of that. But would Robert Downey Jr. have would have a comeback if he like was grooming a minor? I don't no. think we would have seen him as Tony Stark ever. No, no, that's a that's a little different than the, the Robert I mean. Downey Jr. Like, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but I'm telling you, the hypocrisy in the world that it'll be fine as long as she says sorry. It'll be okay. You can put the movie out now. I'm being what serious. You, Everybody you, tells me I overreact, Damien. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Everybody tells me I overreact about this shit, and then oh, you can't talk about wrestling. You did literally, literally. This stuff happens and everything's fine. Everything's forgiven. Come on back in. And now we have a situation where it's like, well, he was grooming underage kids and they're just going to go, said sorry. I don't agree with it either. I'm just saying, based on the history of all the things that I've been seeing, he's going to kick the Dennis Leary bit, comes out, goes to rehab, goes, sorry, I fucked up. And then everything's fine again. I don't agree with it either. If he did indeed do that, get the fuck out of here. Go home and go pump gas, whatever you got to do. We are far too forgiving a society of letting things go like, I don't know, uh, women's health rights and going, well, you raped a guy, it's a, a girl, it's fine. Come on back. You're sorry. And now that's what society expects. There's no real mea culpa. There's no real work being done. One guy says, well, no, but but he's doing, fixing himself. Well, what about the (laughs) Sorry, got me fired up. And I'm not talking about any one person. It's happening everywhere in every industry that is entertainment. Hollywood ran on the back of that. Look at Judy Garland and all the abuse and the bullshit she went through. I fucking hate The Wizard of Oz. I hate that movie. I don't like, I get no joy out of that movie, but I understand and recognize who the hell Judy Garland was. And you read about her story and all the shit that she went through and how anybody worked after that who was involved in destroying that woman. 
well, that's how it worked in those days. What? No. I want to get back on top. I want to, I want to get I'm on topic. I know but Ezra look. Miller is gonna get home. He's either gonna die. Yeah. Or and I and I'm not being sarcastic or ironic at all. He's either gonna die because he is definitely doing drugs, or he's gonna come back, say sorry, do some inner in, internal, I'm sorry. And they're gonna go, well, see, he's sorry. And the movie's gonna come out. I think they should remove him from the fucking movie. Spend some money. Go ahead, Craig, before uh, 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 um, in the, or whoever's in the most morbid reason possible. If Ezra Ezra Miller dies, that would be the best thing that happened to that movie. Yeah, because yeah, then you can release it and it'll get even more money because that will be his last film. And you can, can spin it. And you have no choice but to get a new Flash anyway, and you can spend that. So I don't want him. I, I, we, of course, obviously, we don't want, wish that on people. Yes, we try to be good people. Yeah, no, I don't want him to die. Yes, I'm saying he. That's yes. either going to happen. Yes, like or it's going to be. See, he's fine now. Yeah, and that, or, and that's my whole point about all the shit I always bring up. And here we are again. And and, and no, of course, nobody's perfect. That's not what we're saying here. Go ahead, uh, Foxy. Shut me. Fuck so up, what do you What do you think? How does DC spin all of this, considering the SDCC thing, and then now this back on the wall shit? Uh, they're gonna spin it. I have no fucking idea. There, there, there's no winning either way. Yeah. And Foxy, back me up a little bit. When it comes to him and his presence, uh, considering the allegations that are out now, a simple apology won't suffice. Because allegations now are well, taken seriously and they're yes. looked into yeah. and everything, you know, just like a you know musician that I hold near and dear to my heart that had allegations pressed up against him <laughs> that are all being dropped because there was no evidence. Who'd have fucking thought? Who'd anyway, thought? um, but I'm so glad we can talk about him again. That, you know, need to be investigated. More so yeah. now than ever because of literally what just happened with the Amber Heard trial where she said what she said about Johnny Depp and oh look. You know? So a clear-cut apology isn't going to happen. People are going to want these things investigated, you know, before carrying on with their own personal judgment. A lot of people could easily just be like, oh yeah, well he did it, fuck him, and oh no, he didn't do it, and fuck him, and oh he apologized, so whatever. But at the end of the day, everyone's going to be like, no, we need to know. We, we set up the investigation, put up the trial, et cetera, et cetera, which, you know, I mean, again, the, the, the Amber Heard trial is what really is making these things come to light more where it's, you know, allegations being investigated versus this is what so-and-so said, but it was just what was said. Nothing else was done. Mm. Who knows what the hell happened, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, can, can, do you feel like, can DC somehow save this? I don't know. DC can't save themselves for the fucking life of them. I mean, the, DC, no matter what. Yeah, DC, I mean, DC was in a bad spot as, as it is on their own. This was like the cherry but on this top is of just, the cherry. This is just bad now. Like the Amber Heard thing was something they might have been able to paintbrush across and they really didn't want her anyway. They've pretty much made that clear. They didn't want her for the I, second I, one I, anyway. I mean, I'm okay with that too. But this is really 
painted them in a bad spot. Because yes, okay, Aquaman is the fortune, but as as Craig had mentioned, the Flash movie was supposed to be this whole big center point that now just got like obliterated. No, they're the in trouble and everything like that. So it's like now what? It almost there. makes me wonder, like we were talking about this earlier in the week, it almost makes me wonder if him knowing that he had all this on his shoulders with DC and Warner Brothers, if that's what led to him cracking. And being worse and than what he was really. Than, yeah, I mean, and not only that, what I also questioned is, okay, was he always like this and everyone just swept it under the rug? Is Did, did all of this trigger something that made it worse? But Because like, being the head of like, the, the face of fucking DC's big relaunch into this big multi-million like, dollar whatever. That's some shit. And he was young, too. He's you know? a young kid. I mean, we saw Lindsay Lohan crack over yeah. and that's her the, startup. Because all the Ezra Miller Britney Spears we had over the year, yeah. over over a year span or whatever, it was like misdemeanors at bar fights and stuff like that. But then there was like, then if two months back was the thing that started in Hawaii and then it got worse and worse and worse. And then all of a sudden the underage stuff started coming out and it was like, whoa, it's like hold we're, on. We're literally witnessing what Hollywood does to the younger males when it comes to mental illness. Because we've only seen breakdowns like this when it came to, again, a Britney Spears, a Lindsay Lohan. Um, Barbara Downey. Well, yeah. granted, but, but it, this is like, yeah, and the thing is, because of the time change, yeah. like with with TMZ and all the social media, and like like meaning in the more modern times where it's so in the public fucking eye and, that and, you can't escape. Yeah, it. And, it, and it's but like it's all, that too. Is this is this something that's always been there, or was this a thing that he just? This cracked? is something has always, always been there, always been there. I just brought up one story, the Judy Garland thing. No, 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 Miller. Oh no, 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 no. I I think I think he was oh yeah, okay. I that's why I was surprised. I was like, well, no, um Ezra Miller. No, I don't think so. I think that it was going along. I think it's more along the lines. I think it's more along the lines of what Foxy said that you know everything was going fine. They're like, You're it, kid. Uh oops. And I, the, when, I, I will say, I will say my, this. My only question it, thing is again. Hold on, Damien. Damien. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. There's crosstalk going. Go ahead, Craig. Sorry, dude. I, I believe is what you, what you guys were saying that when Ezra Miller found out that he was going to be a franchise, that's when it all went. So this is something that's within him. So yeah. this is always something that's always been it because you look at the other, on the other side, on the other studio. The other young man that was handed the keys to the kingdom named Tom Holland, who didn't crack because that's not in him. So he was handed all that stuff when he was 19. Um, and you're going to be the face of the Marvel franchise and you're going to act alongside Robert Downey Jr. And you're going to be thrown right into the Avengers and your second film, you're going to get all this stuff. And then Infinity. And then now you're the guy. Now you're the most popular because there's no more Iron Man. There's no more Captain America. There's no more Black Widow. The Hulk is not the Hulk anymore. God rest his soul, Chadwick Boseman. It's you, man. You're the guy. And he didn't crack. He didn't drink himself to death. He's not grooming underage kids. 
I'm not comparing Tom Holland to Ezra Miller. I'm saying whatever was in the Ezra basic Miller, situation. Correct. Yeah, you're correct. Uh, if you were given, uh, if Tom Holland was given the same opportunity that Ezra Miller would, Tom Holland wouldn't be would be behaving just like Tom Holland is right now. Ezra Miller, we've talked about it all the time on our other podcasts about wrestlers that, well, if they didn't that that unfortunately left us way too long, and we're saying, well, what if they had done this? What if they had gone to if what if Kerry Von Erich had gone to the WWF first before you know in '84? I'm saying with the demons he had, he might have died sooner. And That's same thing with personalities. That. See yeah, personalities. Yeah. So I think yes, there's something we're finding all this out about Ezra Miller now. But had he not been given the, the incredible opportunity he had, um, it might have happened later on in in his life because of his yeah. personality type. And again, we don't know if it's mental or if it's substance abuse, but it's something that he really can't come back from at this point. And the longer he stays out of the public eye, the longer that we can't find him, the longer that he's on the lam, uh, the worse it's going to be. The, the, the more DC's back is against the wall and held up. Exactly. Which is, again, you know, so bringing it back to that, it's just like, you know, how does DC salvage this? <laughs> like, how do they salvage this? I, I honestly think, like, they definitely pulled the trigger too soon uh, in terms of saying we're going to be at Comic-Con. I think it was only because Marvel said they were going to do it. Marvel's going to do it. We got to do it. We have to do it. But you have nothing. Yes. Okay, yes. If you bring The Rock, the biggest star, whatever like that, yes. As big as that would be, that's only one no, thing. But that's the thing. They have things. Yeah. They're choosing. They are you know, of sound mind choosing not to do this, not, not to discuss any of what they do have. And they have a lot, but they're actively choosing not to bring it to the table. So it's like, okay, now what? Which also makes you, how much was, how much of that might've been invested into the flash thing? You know, it might've all been, a lot of it might've been invested into it. Whereas, you know, Black Adam may not be. Black Adam might be kind of, you know, be able to stand on its own. Because I think Blue Beetle was somehow But for them to not even mention Supernatural. Yeah, which is really... It's just they're all of their things as a whole because it's not even just movies. Supernatural, Harley Quinn. They have all these other things that they're actively saying they're not bringing to the table. Like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what are you doing then? Like, There's no other way to react. The fuck? Hey, they hooked up with Warner Brothers to bring out the frog, you know. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my right hand. Yeah. That's, that's, it's, it's a, that and the rock. I don't, the I, the I, don't, I don't think that's coming back. It's, it's, it's the frog <laughs> and the rock. They're not going to bring back Michigan Date J Frog? Hmm. No, I don't think they're bringing Michigan J Frog and the Rock present the DC the DC panel. Can I? I'll double down better. I don't give a fucking yeah uh, about the Comic Con at all. I do. What we've what we've learned? No, I I I give a shit about the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Like I absolutely have it, but ever since you know the COVID thing, 
Uh, everybody's doing their own thing now anyway yeah everybody's doing their own thing and doing their own reels very obsolete because everybody's uh uh, nintendo just did their own thing yesterday nintendo nintendo direct yesterday capcom did their own capcom yeah capcom did capcom capcom did their thing recently yeah um doing it all at their own pace allows them to go okay we got stuff for you guys let here you guys go there's no deadline there's no timeline there's no fancy you know we need a face to say it all in a speaker and like yeah i mean dc themselves only a few short months ago did their own thing on their own yeah so it's like these cons are starting to become obsolete to do this now as far as news is concerned as far as news yes far as it's becoming obsolete and uh, think about it it's in today's day and age of inflation it's more cost effective as opposed to having to rent your rent your hall, rent your space, rent this, rent that, or whatever like that's like, look, we'll do it all in our own studio. Let's get so-and-so to come in and film this, so-and-so to come in and film this. Let's put a teaser trailer together for that animated thing. And in the end, it saves you money, you know, in, in a day and age of like super inflation, you know? But I mean, hey, best of luck to you, DC. That's all I can say. That's all I can say is, Best of luck to you and whatever it is that you're gonna try to Sorry. present. <laughs> Good luck in your future endeavors. Do hey, don't. With. There you go. Fuel caution. Hold on. I was told to put on reading glasses. I don't know. My why. real glasses are in the other room. I'm wearing my contacts at the moment. So reading I- rainbow. Yeah. Take a look. book. Reading, reading I might flash my book, but then people might be, oh, what are you reading? You don't want to know. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Don't want Well, know. it's this time I told Missy Hyatt to go fuck herself. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why hey, my reading glasses are missing. I'm wearing your reading glasses. Oh, oh yes, yes. That's why I can't Hello. Find them. Hello. I didn't see you grab them. I didn't see you grab them. I, can actually I, I saw them. I saw that, that, that's why he has that's why he has reading glasses. Oh. Yes. So I can see. Is that good for your eyes or bad? I don't know, but I could see perfectly clear because with, with the reading glasses and my prescription contacts. I, you, so you That's can your see. New yeah, so you can see clearly now. Okay, I can see clearly now. Um, oops. Good. Well, uh, welcome back, uh, everyone. Now you can see us clearly. Uh, we all have glasses, so for and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the nerd news of the month. The month. The month. <laughs> yes join us next month when we'll have even more things to talk about i'm saying this time next month we can discuss the premiere of thor love and thunder uh, we will all will have seen it by then fingers crossed um we'll also be discussing the finale of the boys um which will take place at the end of uh, july also the uh finale uh, season four finale of Stranger Things. Uh, Giving you enough time. Quick yes. question. I thought this is the series finale of Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Oh, you said season four. I was like, I season, season four. Yeah, this is yeah. That that's it. After that, there won't be no more. Um, so we're gonna say goodbye to uh, the kids that we've come to know and uh, watch grow up in front of our eyes, and um, hopefully, looking forward to seeing the uh, daughter of Ethan Hawk and. Uh, Uma Thurman and some, so many other things. Um, she's a lovely, lovely young girl. Lovely girl. Yes, Dan. Can I, can I mention one more thing before we go? Yeah. Did you have something in your pocket? 
I have something in my pocket. It belongs across my face. Um, so it was announced by Sony that the Afterlife Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel will be coming out December 20th, 2023. Uh-huh. Ooh, holy shit. <laughs> that is a that's a quick turnaround. Um, everyone who was involved in Afterlife has teased their involvement. Um, but they already have a production name for it called Firehouse, so it's going to be direct sequel happening right after the events of Afterlife. Um, that was the happiest news I've seen in a long time. The only thing that was happier is when they announced Afterlife that was actually coming out. Um, it 23 and 22 or uh, excuse me, 23 and 20. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. 23 and 24. Greetings and salutations, Danny. Uh, I hope your air conditioner is working and smack his hand if he touches it. Um, 23 for that movie and then 2024 for the animated stuff. Man, every time I have a goal and I'm like, well, I could die happy now. I'm like, God damn it, I have to move it again. Live longer. Son of a bitch. Uh, which is fine because, you know, I could live for more cheesesteaks and pork. Uh, but yes, we're going to be uh, talking about a lot of things. And very soon, next spring, I have a proton pack that goes with this gun. There's a lot coming. I, I can't <laughs> monosyllabically like it. And tomorrow we're getting the Clerks 3 trailer to jump off oh, of yeah, uh, yeah, to jump off of uh, Ghostbusters for a second. Our Jersey and, boy. And, and it's something that you don't have to wait so long away. And some exciting news going on there like that. I believe someone has something live going on on Twitch this weekend. Oh my God. Oh, you're going to be live? Ooh. Is this where I do that? Do I yeah, this is where that? you do I, that. Okay, I plugged that. Okay. Um, so, for those that follow along on Nerd Herders or just any social medias, hey, I'm back in the world of independent professional wrestling. You? <laughs> Me. Me, baby. So, uh, yes, this Saturday, July 2nd is Excite Wrestling in um, Bing, Min, Bing, Binghamton. 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 Binghamton, New York. And for anyone who cannot make it that lives within the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, other areas and stuff, anywhere, they stream their shows live on Switch. Really? Oh, yes, yes, they do. So to with any- commentary, different angles, and everything. Yes. Yeah, so for anyone that ever wants to like actually see what the fuck it is that I do, it is live on Twitch. The matches are also posted on YouTube. Um, YouTube.com/slash Foxy Foxy, I believe. I have a whole playlist of them. Um, but yes, uh, this uh, July, like I said, July second, which is this Saturday. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash Excite Wrestling. If you X-C-I-T-E. cannot make it, yes, it is a uh, memorial show for a fellow wrestler who has unfortunately and untimely passed away. So any subs to their channel would greatly be appreciated if you cannot donate anything to the family. That's wonderful. Uh, cool. And uh, when you get to the room, say you're here for Foxy Foxy. Yeah, I've done it. Ash have done it. I've done it. Bad Ash has done it. I've done it. Yeah. So uh, the the card itself, um, 
whose corner will you be in? Will you be stepping in the ring? Uh, what's uh, your role? Uh, I am the ever permanent manager to Cade Lockbrock. Whether or not I step in the ring because I get a little bit feral, that's another story. I did last last time I was there. So. I remember. She is also she is also the first woman in Excite history. In the promotions history, she is the first woman. Well, I, don't on know, I don't know what I don't know about history, but well, but she's I, the first. Uh, she well, she's currently the only woman on the roster. Wow, she's the only woman on the roster, and I believe this is all roads leading to war games. Yes, Uh-oh. on August twenty seventh, uh, there is going to be a war games main event for Excite Wrestling, um, at a baseball stadium in oh. upstate New York. Dang. Yes. Uh, I don't have all of the details about that just yet. And when I do, next month yes, I will. Yeah, but apparently, everybody. in your in your match, so I mean, you're managing Cade. Yes. Against um, ECW ROH alumnus HC Loke. Actually, that's what we're facing this Saturday. That's what I mean. Yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. HC Loke. Wow. I guess ROH ECW alumnus HC Loke should be standing in Cade's corner. Cade's corner. That's a, he has a tough, that's a tough Cade's corner. Yeah. She'll be getting involved. I guarantee <laughs> it. As Gary said, it's a hard for that's going to be hard for you not to uh, uh, be in the ring at some point, Fox, because uh, HC Loke, that's a, that's a tough opponent. I've watched him quite a bit in Ring of Honor and ECW. So I'm incredibly happy for you. I'm so proud uh, that you found your passion back in the ring after 12 years. And um, I knew, I knew you were, it was like potato, potato chips for you. I knew you couldn't stop at just one. I wasn't going to do just one. I thought I was going to do just one promotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on three, four. Wow. But it's fine. It's fine. Okay. I, I don't remember him at all in ECW. <clears throat> He's more so known for teaming up with Vito and ROH. I mean, it was like AC was like the tail end of ECW. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say I remember him in Ring of Honor very much, but I don't. It's like yeah, and it was okay. it was the tail end history of ECW. That's why. Got it. Okay. Yeah. When the checks started bouncing. Got it. Yes. When your last tag team champions were uh, Danny Doring and Roadkill, that's when you know you're. Well, what half of those is okay. <laughs> What happened? Okay. Anyway. 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 So, away, Craig. so, yet another thing we have to look forward to in next month's edition of Nerd Herders. Uh, we'll, we will be regaling you with tales of Foxy Foxy and uh, her uh, professional wrestling tour of many uh, promotions. Uh, see if we can get it up to eight or nine by uh, this time next month. Don't um, say that. Oh, I know. I'll speak it into existence. Yeah, exactly. She'd be like, it's your fault, Craig. Yeah, it's my fault. I'm the one that said yes. Join as many promotions <laughs> as possible. It's all your fault. It's all my fault. Uh, gentlemen and ladies, thank you so much for joining us once again in our monthly sojourn into the rabbit hole of pop culture, video games, comic books, uh, game conventions, uh, felons on the loose, and anything else that comes across our brains uh we really do appreciate you listening and watching us do our thing the way we put our things down 
Hey, Damien, where can people follow you if they so choose to hear? Uh, well, you? you can, of course, follow Nerd Herders Rebooted on Facebook and everything like that to check out uh, more in depth on the articles that we mentioned tonight, plus more. So, always, you know, I get them all, you know, I collect them all during the month. So, I always select some of them. So, there's a lot more news bits that you can check out on Nerd Herders Rebooted on Facebook. Uh, socially, you can find me at dvargus802 on Instagram. Or if you're interested in something a little more in-depth, I also have my karate school, U.S. Shotokai Karate, uh, underscore Shotokai on Instagram. We can get more information on uh, my karate school here in Passaic, New Jersey, you know, serving the uh, Bur Passaic Bergen County area. Hey, Miss Fox. Awesome. Hey, are you married to anyone, Dame? Currently, uh, this woman right here, and who happens who to asshole? other than the wrestling thing has some other things going on too. So, why don't you tell them all about that? Honey. Okay, <laughs> um, you can follow me on all social media platforms oh. at Viva Foxy Foxy that's V I V A F O X Y F O X X I. That is also apparently my YouTube handle. I just had to double check it. <laughs> so YouTube, Viva Foxy Foxy. Scroll on down to a playlist called Vids featuring Foxy Foxy. And it's a bunch of stuff that's recent from the companies that I have worked for. As well as a bunch of old stuff that an old friend of mine keeps posting on his YouTube channel that I wish he would really stop because it's fucking embarrassing. Anyway, <laughs> so there's all that. Um, what the, else do I have the, to say? The, the book. Okay, the book. Tell me who I'm supposed to be. Yes, tell me who I'm supposed to be. My uh, independent professional wrestling memoir is still in the works with the final draft. Might take a little longer because <laughs> I started, no, no, I, I actually started adding things that are currently happening. I was going to say, but, yeah, because you yeah. have more. <laughs> it was going to be just a prologue and an epilogue with the current yeah. stuff, but things are happening in wrestling now or things are coming up that resonate with moments from then. So I'm kind of like trying to piece it all together. And, it, oh, and by 2025, the book will come out. Yeah. What have I gotten myself into? No, I, uh, now that summer vacation is finally here and I do not have to stress out about school anymore. I actually pulled out the laptop today to make sure everything was still good. I'm gonna get back on it. I'm hoping for an October thing. Um, and hopefully within that time, I could also find my flash drive because I can't find my flash drive. And it has okay. a lot of stuff on there that I did for the book. It, yeah, we'll find it. We'll find it. It's okay. been lost since November. And then other than that, wow. Spotify. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. You're right. Okay. So Spotify. <laughs> Yes. Um, She's got a lot of things now. It's, I all do. it's all coming back to her. Yeah. Yes. So if you go on Spotify and look up Veronica Foxy Foxy and head on over to my profile, I have a curated playlist of songs that Little Miss Sunshine Foxy Foxy would either A, listen to, or songs that describe what my character is, what she does and things of that nature. And I'm currently working on one for myself and Cade. And we go by the witch and the warrior. Oh, yes. okay. I got things. <laughs> I didn't realize I had things. Well, everyone else did. Um, seems like you're the last to know. Call <laughs> out in the middle of the night. After, <laughs> after 20 years, I still pay attention. Huh? 
I said after 20 years, I still pay attention. I'm glad, I'm glad someone does. Uh, hey, yeah, so. Yeah, so. Uh, hey, Dan. Um, Dan Law 83. All social media platforms, just find me there. That's yeah, it. so, um, yeah, so, yeah, huh? so, uh, huh? Uh, Philly didn't get pumped five goose by uh, last place for team what? on the show for what? <laughs> but, um, uh, Watch whenever you guys Z, get off a of law and order, please get on Shorezy on Hulu. <laughs> it's only six episodes, it'll take about three hours. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be best three hours you ever spent. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, we're going to leave you now. We're going to take our, our leave of you. And um, we're going to thank you once again for listening and watching us uh, give uh, ourselves unto you uh, for Dan Calachico, for Damien uh, Demento slash Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and his distracted, ever busy wife, uh, Veronica Vargas. Sorry. My name, <laughs> my name is... Changing my profile picture on everything now. <laughs> oh my God, did I do this? Wow. Oh, I do that. Oh, I'm on Spotify. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, YouTube. Wow. Look at that. Honey, did you know that? This asshole. Yeah. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, we'll, uh, obviously, we've got other things uh, to do, so we'll leave you with that. We'll see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. You're a nerd hunters. Keep it on the paper.